Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year is 2014. The album is Mandatory Fun. The artist is Weird Al Yankovic, and my guest is Julia Prescott. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So I love that you picked something very, very new. Yeah. Like brand new. (laughs) Brand new. But it's such a good album. It is. It really is. I actually didn't... I mean, I... um, I had listened to it a couple times, and then I went to go see him in Vegas Mm -hmm. a couple months ago, maybe in May or something, and seeing him perform all of the songs from the album really, really fired me up to go back and just, like, listen to it and just, like, wear it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God. It's one of those, like, anything past 92, 94, I'm such an old man, past 96, we'll say. No. Sorry. I saw him running with Scissors Arrow, so that was like 2000, 2001. So anything past then, yeah. any new music, I'm not hip enough to know what the fuck he's referring to. So right. I have to go back backwards, you know what I mean? Right, right. And that, I, I, there are like four songs on this album where I'm like, I have no idea what the source material is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I knew that he has a couple of original ones on here, too. Yeah. So I could have just been like, well, maybe this is something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty out of touch with modern music. The only time that I'm like exposed to Top 40 is when I go to the gym or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you... Okay, so normally... It's so funny because I'm thinking I'm almost defaulting to my normal questions like, when did you first hear it? Well, fucking last year is last when you first year. heard it. So yeah. it's really like... It, it's hard, but... Uh, if you want to look at the track Absolutely. listing, number one, is there a favorite on there? Oh, Do you have Handy is so good. Yeah. Yeah. And and so when I saw him in Vegas on this tour, mm-hmm. um, it was the first time that I was seeing him ever perform yeah. live. After several attempts, like I think the, the latest attempt was a couple of years ago, he was playing the OC County Fair. Maybe? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I won tickets. So I had oh. even like more incentive to like go and have a great time, but then I had the worst flu of my life oh, fuck. in the middle of summer, uh. and like couldn't get out of bed, and God just was like you know dead on my bed, like watching Instagrams <laughs> of my friends, like oh. having the best time ever. Oh no! Um, but but I guess maybe that was good to um, you know make this last time that I saw him like even more impactful. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it was incredible. He played at the Planet Hollywood uh, oh, theater awesome. yeah. in Vegas, and I went with my boyfriend Mike. And you know, like I, I don't think we we dress too quirky, mm-hmm. but um, you know, we were just walking around Vegas like you know we normally dress, and everybody was profiling us as Weird Al fans. <laughs> everybody, like <laughs> everyone that was like working in the shops, they were like, "Oh, are you going to the Weird Al concert?" <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, it's over here. <sighs> everybody, and then uh, yeah, we walked on the floor of the casino, and everybody was immediately pointing in the direction that we wanted to be in, uh, which was helpful. It yeah. was good. Sure. And uh, and then it's crazy to see him in vegas because you know if you've ever been to vegas um it is just a sea of like the trashiest like you know haunted souls with like the worst tattoos that you've ever seen oh yeah yeah dead-eyed and you Mm -hmm. know just like going on empty for days and days and so we're like (laughs) wading through the sea of that and then we turn a corner and here's our people you know Mm -hmm. nerds wearing you know weird al t-shirts oh my god so many hawaiian shirts it was so (laughs) good and then um in honor of this particular album a lot of people wore foil hats (laughs) 
which I thought was really, really Holy great. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god. And he plays, you know, his music videos in between. Yeah, and yeah. he plays all these other fun videos. You know, uh, he'll play the music video for the song in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if he opened with Handy. I don't think he did. Um, but he definitely played it earlier in the set, and so mm-hmm. that was super fun to see. Oh, I'd never seen the music good. video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. And I just love the way he acts. I just love, like, how confident and goofy he is. Mm-hmm. I feel like no one can touch that in no. the way that he does. And they also played um, the really great Funny or Die trailer for, like, the fake oh. Weird Al biopic, Weird. I love that so with Aaron Paul. much. And I want them I think, to make it. I know. I think Eric Appel directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric should, like, they should do it. Yeah, they I absolutely mean, should. It it should be. I mean, it can't be. It, it's got to be, like, in the same school of, like, let's make a goofy movie mm-hmm. as... Um, that I Steve movie oh, that yeah. I made. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah, so they could just get the budget together. It clearly cost nothing. Like yeah. it, and it was but it was fun. Super and fun, I yeah. remember years ago I had that exact idea I'm like I would be I want to do Weird Al's life story on film but I don't want it to be the real story. And then they made the trailer and I'm like fuck yeah 100% please do I it. I know. I had this thought today I tweeted about it and you know what I started thinking about it and was like this is a good idea I should do this. Um I uh thought about doing like um like a spin class or like some sort of like workout class like leading it where I swapped out all the regular top 40 songs with Weird Al's versions <laughs> and like didn't tell anybody and holy shit would that be the most fun spin class you've ever been to oh i'd go yeah and oh, i don't yeah. exercise i know that's what everyone said on twitter they're like you can call it al aesthetics <laughs> or uh like a weird workout or like something of course. i think that would be so fun holy and shit. would like lift everyone's spirits yeah. and just make them laugh yeah 100%. yeah holy crap that's so good yeah when okay let's go back okay. when did you first hear weird al can you remember when you first heard weird al um i was probably like Oh, 10 or 11 mm-hmm. um 10 or 11 i so big surprise here i grew up kind of a theater nerd <laughs> and um like all like all good young comics do and um i was really into the aquabats which mm-hmm. um was like the goofiest band uh you could possibly imagine they were like anti-guar <laughs> um i'm sure everyone's familiar that's listening but in case you're not uh they're a, a band that um they're a bunch of superheroes but like shitty superheroes <laughs> and they play in a band and they do it all for the kids they call all their fans kids <laughs> um and when you go see them in concert it's it's got it's like this weird devo guar weird al mashup yeah. where they're playing you know these crazy videos behind them as they're playing all their songs they have commercial breaks and they have um they fight villains who come out on stage and and they do like a whole thing and also i've said this a couple times i think on podcasts but oh my god it was one of my proudest moments um i got to be a villain in a show once um because i kind of knew them awesome yeah uh and then i eventually worked on their show and um but this is before they had the show and before all that um, and I was also friends with a band that was opening with them, this band called the Phenomenots, and they're mm-hmm. like a similarly gimmicky band. Okay. I think this was in like early aughts and, um, the Phenomenots are great. I think they're still together. They are, um, these like space, uh, <laughs> these space cadet kind of dudes mm-hmm. who were like rockabilly ish and, um, sing about how earth is the best <laughs> and, um, <laughs> they have a really fun show. They'll take uh, a leaf blower and they'll put like a toilet uh, roll on the end of it and they'll like stream toilet paper all over the crowd and they have like a giant earth ball that they pop and confetti pops out and they're really really great they have costumes too anyway (laughs) I was backstage with my friend Joe whose stage name is Joe Bot 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he said that, like, the girl that usually does the villain on that tour wasn't going to do it and asked mm-hmm. if I wanted to. And so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is my dream. And I haven't told the Aquabats this, and I'm sure they could guess. But um, <laughs> I'd be too afraid to mention how impactful this was. Yeah. Um, but I just remember it so clearly. The costume was this, like, uh, I think her name was, like, Mud Girl or something. Uh-huh. And it was, like something you slip over your the top half of your body and she like looked like this cool trippy like Sid and Marty Croft like um like muddy you know slippery character and the whole bit was that I was gonna walk out after they played a song mm-hmm. and I was just gonna you know walk out and maybe skip along dance to it and then um the MC back commander the lead singer would spin around and go, ah, kids, it's a monster. What should we do? Should we vanquish it? Yeah. And then, like, he just started fighting me. And and he actually went for it. Like, he, I remember him taking the mic and twirling it like a lasso and hitting my face. Holy Again, I, I was in a costume. Sure. So I was protected. But I, I didn't know what to do. I was so nervous. And I was just, like, wearing this costume with, like, my jeans, like, my concert <laughs> jeans. And so I just fell to the ground on stage. And then my friend Joe bought in um, a lab coat came out and was like shame on you bat commander shame on you she was just trying to have fun she loves the aquabats shame on you she was a fan and he was like oh no he turns to the audience he goes oh no i can't believe i hurt one of our fans is there anything worse and they're like pollution is like worse than that you know climate change even worse and uh so he's like what am i gonna do kids what should we do like oh maybe shoot we should sing we should sing to to make her feel better and so they all kind of did kind of a tinkerbelly thing Uh of like clap and she'll come back to life or whatever and then I did, and that was the end of that. But I remember it, like, beat by beat so clearly. Oh, wow. And I remember after the show, I think I was, like, 18, turning to my cousin and my sister and to my friends and be like, did you recognize the genes on that monster? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we know it was you. Don't <laughs> fucking gloat. <laughs> but, yeah, the Aquabats were in my repertoire of, like, or not repertoire, in, in my CD case Sure. Uh, booklet and Weird Al was in my CD case booklet. I never seem to finish all my food. I always get a doggy bag from the waiter. So I just keep what's still unshoed. And I take it home, save it for later. But then I deal with fungal rot bacterial formation, microbes, enzymes, mold and oxidation. I don't care. Like, you know, I felt like that was a starter kit for a lot of like nerdy, theatery comedy people. 100%. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think gets. I'm sorry, I gotta stop myself because I bring up the same kind of shit a lot when we talk about one artist. Like, but Weird Al is obviously was a novelty guy at first, or at least was looked at that way. But he's the only novelty guy with this kind of longevity. Absolutely, it's incredible, Mm -hmm. and it's completely because he's a solid ass dude. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just no other way that you could work that long. And Mm -hmm. I've only heard the greatest stories. Like, I I feel like I've come so close to meeting him so many times because I know a lot of people that know him. Yeah. Um, 
but like yeah it's it hasn't happened yet and i i hope it happens in a great way like you always want to meet right right your heroes in a way where it's like uh, a peer says like oh this is julia she's the best person in the world <laughs> right, right 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 you guys are business peers <laughs> or whatever not yeah. like as a fan sure sure yeah um, but yeah i was thinking about that because um not too long ago, I went to CineFamily, and they had this whole... Oh, it was for the Everything is Terrible Festival. Oh, okay. And they had this whole thing about Dr. Demento mm-hmm. and, like, the history of Dr. Demento. And so they showed... I think maybe they were doing a documentary or something. Yes, they are working on it. Oh, okay, great. Um, so they were showing clips of Weird Al's, like, first appearance. Oh, so good, yeah. Oh, my God. And, and how he could have just been, like, you know... Um, he could have been fish heads yeah. from Dr. Dementia. Sure, he sure, could sure. have just like, you know, been part of that universe and been fine and sure. like, you know, faded into relative obscurity. Um, but he like had such a great business ethic and he's so creative. Like yeah. I, I couldn't believe it when the first time I saw UHF, it blew mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, God, I, I feel like I've been aiming for UHF in my career for like a very long time yeah 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 <laughs> maybe good maybe bad i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean even if it's a financial failure it's still like it impacts kind of, people oh yeah 100 percent, it does yeah. like you can call it a cult film which it is it but is. it's also i don't know man there's 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 something more to it it's absolutely it's really well put together and it couldn't have worked without him Mm-mm. i mean it, it it's essentially a sketch mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. like there's kind of a plot but it's real wacky. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah. And it, it just can't work without him in his earnestness. I think yeah. that that stands out the most for me. I anyone that's earnest, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care if it's like crazy off or not my style of what you're doing. But right. if you're like doing your best and like being sincere, I'm behind you 100%. For sure. Yeah. There's never been an ounce of cynicism in him, even if he's got a character that's cynical. Yeah. Which happens a lot. Like, he can get cynical and dark and creepy. Yeah. But you know the dude behind it is not. We were actually just talking about this with Dan Telfer. Oh, really? Uh, well, not about Weird Al, but about, we'll just say, about the reason Bill Cosby is ruined for f- so many of us. Is yeah. that, like, we know there's somebody else behind it. Well, that's one of the reasons Weird Al works is because we know there's such a good motherfucking Absolutely. guy behind there. And there Absolutely. is. I've, I've lucked out and met him twice, and he's a beautiful man. Like, really? he's been so nice every time. Oh, good. Like, I just had to, like, I tapped him on his shoulder. I'm like, Al. He's like, yeah. It was at, at a taping, so he's getting ready for a cue, and I felt, felt bad. But I'm like, I just want to let you know, like, you're the reason my best friend and I are best friends. He's like, oh, thanks so much, man. Like, just the nicest motherfucker. Oh, like, man. he didn't have to do give me a minute. No, he didn't have to give me a second, no. but so sweet. Yeah. Sweetest man. Though it, it cracks me up to imagine Weird Al big-timing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know, just like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, weird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's weird to you. <laughs> God, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I mean, regardless, like he, he, you're right. He doesn't have to be super nice. He could just be like, he could, he could be busy and say, yeah. I'm busy right now. Sure, sure, but sure. But I think that he really goes out of his way to take the time for his fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you know what the first thing you heard of his was in particular? Or oh, no? I think it was Eat It. Yeah? I think it was Oh, Eat that's it. a good one. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing the music video mm-hmm. on MTV <laughs> and and being like, what is this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and, and I mean, it just was pretty incredible to see that at a young age, I can't remember exactly how old I was. I mean, maybe 10 or 11. And um, not like thinking in the moment, wow, this is amazing. This is kind of what I want to do. But like, it definitely crept into my subconscious of like what was possible. Sure. That you know, you could have a mainstream pop hit and have a goofy music video for sure, and just go for it. And I think that 
you know, him and uh, bands like Devo, who I just, I loved them so much when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bands like the Aquabats and, and just weird bands and like just weird anything weird tv shows strangers with candy was a big show for me Mm -hmm. when i was growing up um because it was again like a show that pushed the envelope and like really defied you know what was to be expected from a tv show and Mm -hmm. what you could do in comedy yeah um so a lot of stuff like that like i just really clung on to and um yeah it definitely informed like what i wanted to do with my life even though (laughs) i I didn't exactly know in that moment what it was i was like a, a late bloomer and realizing that i was a comedian mm-hmm. and a late bloomer and realizing i was a writer even though i kept like a journal since i could write yeah but you just discredit it you're like everyone has a journal everyone <laughs> writes short stories it's like no not really not really mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, a, you're a weirdo mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it's um did you ever have a period and i had this and i'm ashamed that i had this period where i was questioning my love of weird al temporarily yes yeah yeah because i i think you go through that high school cool kid thing Mm -hmm. and maybe college cool kid thing Mm -hmm. and i i definitely had that where i was like maybe a little annoyed at how like harm like the way that he harmonizes sometimes on his songs Mm -hmm. sounds like i don't know it sounds a little like like midi Uh uh-huh oh yeah and and so i think i was like going through a stage where I only want to listen to like garage rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, like I, so I was a big sconard when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And then, um, like maybe the last year, my senior year of high school going into college, I was like, fuck, not fuck ska, but like <laughs> d- definitely taking a break and being like, I'm going to be into, and this is such a bad example out of what I just said, I'm going to be in a Rilo Kylie now guys. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know, like, uh, Ozma. Uh, I don't know what else. <laughs> like anything that was not Sky, I was like really yeah. too. That's funny. Maybe Postal Service was happening around that time. Yeah, I, I remember like getting into those bands, uh, which were like very like indie music 101 starter kit. Right. And being like, I'm different now. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to get ready for me. I think at some point though, you rediscover him because you're like, oh shit, this still makes me happy. I rediscovered him because of comedy. I rediscovered yeah. him because of. Um, yeah, when I started to do stand up, I, you know, got to know people in the scene and mm-hmm. just like went deeper and deeper into like having friends that were comedians and yeah. just being a part of like that culture. And everyone slowly but surely, I think, started just confessing like, yeah, I like Weird Al. Yeah. Everyone yeah. likes Weird Al. And I feel like um, there are two things that I've learned about every comedian in Los Angeles. They all love Weird Al. And they all love wrestling for some reason. That's I feel like those two me. things are like a weird <laughs> constant. I can't relate to the wrestling thing because right. I grew up in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I think that has something to do with it. Sure. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know any kids that were into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because we're so close to showbiz. Sure. It's weird. I also grew up in an all-female ha- household. I don't know if that helps. Could, but could. two things. It's like Weird Al and wrestling. It's weird. And I remember somebody <laughs> tweeting about it, uh, like, why did it, wh- wh- I didn't get the memo. Are we all supposed to be, like, super into Weird Al? Um, but, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that everyone was into him. Yeah. Um, because he definitely seems like somebody, just in being silly, embracing being silly, mm-hmm. um, that could encourage, like, a whole generation of comedians. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do yeah, you, he's so smart, too. When you listen to this album for the first time uh-huh. uh did you hear just uh, probably like all the rest of us just watch the videos as they rolled out um i mean i actually listened to the album first oh, okay before just watching okay the videos. cool i kind of like that even mm-hmm. though you know my like receiving 
of of the songs are definitely like enhanced by watching the videos mm-hmm. just as they are enhanced by seeing him live but i wanted to listen to it like without shuffle sure and just like listen to it as like a whole piece oh yeah um yeah because like the midpoint of this is one of my favorite things that he's ever done uh-huh. um now that's what i call polka oh yeah which is so fun and he performed it in the tour right now mm-hmm. um and it's just like so great because i think also it's nice to just hear him straight up sing these songs yeah. in his goofy voice mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really great and the medley is like spot on it's so good it just flows effortlessly mm-hmm. yeah and i think and he has great original songs on this too i think um isn't lame claim to fame original song? yes and i'm trying to remember what the style pa- i'm so bad with the style parodies i'm the oh, worst yeah, of I those because one of them is a pixies style parody the uh, i'm the worst one of them is a foo fighters one of them is a crosby stills and nash and then oh this i mean I c- the crosby stills and nash one is so obvious oh yeah but yeah yeah i and you know when i went to the concert which is so good everyone <laughs> should go to the creek if there's time when this is released mm-hmm. um or just see him in general but uh my boyfriend Mike is a huge, huge, huge Weird Al fan, mm-hmm. and that was actually part of like our our origin story, Jesus, <laughs> our 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 start because he I had to dress up for this show called Sticker Treat where comedians dress up as other comedians. Oh yeah, and I was dressing up as Tony Sam, and I needed like a curly wig, and mm-hmm. he had dressed up as Weird Al for like three Halloweens in a row, <laughs> and was gonna let me borrow his Weird Al wig, That's and awesome. so then that like started a whole bit about like me you know, holding on to it forever so that we could continue to date. Um, I could stand at him kind of in reverse. Um, but yeah, we, we, when we went, we just were smiling the entire time and the highlights for us. Well, we remarked to each other that it must be so fun for his band to play all these different styles. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine a better touring experience. Just for sure. Be like constantly noodling with like different, like he has a Devo song, mm-hmm. and, you know, he has like all these, like different songs, these like electro poppy songs and right. like these rock songs and God, it just be so fun. As somebody that loves karaoke, me, yeah. Julia Prescott, I feel like <laughs> that is kind of karaoke esque for them. Sure, yeah. And that in makes like sense. the funnest way. We'll set a brand trajectory using management's philosophy. Advance our market share vis a our proven method With strong commitment to quality Effectively enhancing corporate synergy I mean, that, that eclecticism is something I like in my bands that aren't comedy bands too yeah. you know like i'm i'm a big I mean, saying you're a fan of the beatles is kind of you know pointless but you know they 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 invented the kind of eclecticism you see now but like xtc is a band that i love they do just yeah. different thing every time and they by their very nature are always going to be playing something different i love that <laughs> yeah can i tell you something that's just a smidge off topic uh-huh. you mentioned the beatles the other day uh so so mike and i we <laughs> were really dorky we're like pre-mom, pre-dad. We're like <laughs> embarrassing our kids that aren't even born yet. Um, but we do this thing where we like I- invent like weird song parodies, uh-huh. probably inspired by Weird Al. And we like got on so- on this bit about like, what if um, every Beatles song was about polyamory? <laughs> <laughs> and we, well, Mike came up with this one uh, where he was like, um, uh, catch you with an, he goes, catch you with another man. That's okay. Yeah, little girl. <laughs> We went on for like 20 minutes and it was so funny. Like she came in through the bedroom window. (laughs) She just wrapped up with Steve down the street. 
Whatever, it rhymed better in the moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantastic. Yeah, I we love just it. We're, we're dorks. <laughs> but yeah, so back to this album. I yes. feel like, um, yeah, Weird Al is super smart. Um, case in point, Word Crimes. Oh yeah, is like the smartest song. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fun, and the the music video for it is it's just all text. It's like the nicest thing to look at. Oh yeah, if it's you're like pleasing. a graphic font person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I am. Right. <laughs> I completely relate. Yeah, I've and almost it, done like five uh, sketches about fonts. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I, like so many of it, he can make me like a pre- even if I don't really like blurred lines, at least appreciate it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way he picks it apart, and he does it in this like, oh well, yours is about sex and whatever, yeah. and mine's about words and very specific word rules. I, and love, I it. love it. Mm-hmm. I love that he's a little unpredictable with where he's going to parody a song. Oh yeah, like what yeah, what he's gonna do? Um, I mean, oh now I'm remembering that. Uh, remembering he started the show with Tacky. Oh okay, and okay, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome because I'm he like sure. started outside of the theater and walked in and had a camera awesome. follow him and. It was super fun. That's so good. Yeah. Um, oh, and he also, I saw him, so I guess I, I've seen him one and a half times because he did a special appearance at The Simpsons Take the Bowl. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And, like, yeah. fucking killed it. Like, mm-hmm. he was definitely, a, like, a show stealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he came out and did the song parody that he did on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite lyric, though, is Jack and Diane. Is that called another thing? Like, Little Diddy about Jack and Diane. I think it's called Jack and Diane, yeah. yeah. So he did his, like, Little Diddy about Homer and March, you know, whatever. But, like, my favorite uh, line from that song is, like, I won't even touch season 10 on. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm not saying fuck anything past season 10. I'm really Sure, not. sure, sure. As somebody that hosts the Simpsons podcast, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. my eyes have been open. But at the moment, I was like, just yeah golden years like, uh, <laughs> it was great no i mean it was good it was a nice self-aware moment to to have it we, uh, that that whole show really missed harry shearer i really wish there would yeah have been you were there harry. oh yeah. yeah 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 what night did you go i don't remember oh, i want to okay. let's say saturday uh okay. yeah out of the it did i mean it, mi- it missed uh harry shearer and dan castellana oh yeah right yeah duh and julie kavner wasn't there i don't think no she so wasn't. it was just like yearly smith um Hank Azaria, uh, who did most of it. Hank Azaria, who did most of it. <laughs> I, I just like the fact that, and I love Hank Azaria. I mean, he's sure. fucking brilliant. But I, I, I kind of wish that he, like, throughout the show, he kept, like, changing into costumes and then coming out and being like, I'm in another costume again. And I, I just felt like, you should own it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just own it. Right. You're goofy. Uh-huh. Whatever. Right. Now he's in Ray Donovan. He's all changed. Is he really on this well, show? Well, he was. Oh, he was okay, on, okay. I think season two i think they're on season three right now yeah. i'm one of five people that watches it <laughs> the other the other four people oh jonah ray yep. so it's jonah ray my mother and um two other people okay yeah <laughs> that's really funny i yeah yeah i mean it's it, it, you would think like you're doing a fucking live show dedicated to a cartoon of all things so you know, know. it's okay he like it's cool let guy. it go but that's Whatever. really funny well, yeah but that was such a great show it's because he's ripped like he's got, he's got, he's got, he's. Way, I, I don't like him because he's so handsome. And, oh, and Hank too good a shape. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he's like twice my. That's a lie. That's twice my age. That's, but he's a lot older than that's me. That's the jock stigma. A, yeah, it's hard. I I was thinking about this the other day because I I'm like kind of a nerd when it comes to I really like spin classes and I feel <laughs> ashamed in saying that because it, there's the jock stigma. I, well, I mean, I I guess I should backtrack. I'm I'm writing this article right now for some blog. Mm-hmm. And um, and like 
it's a savings.com like coupon blog uh-huh. and like the whole thing is like how to work out for free for three months and the whole way that i'm framing it is like i could tell you about my parents divorce without batting an eye like i could mm-hmm. tell you about like my most awkward stage and like really go into deep like moth grand slam details about like my hairy upper lip and like <laughs> you know like my unibrow and like you know all that gar- garbage sure, stuff. sure sure but i i am terrified to admit that i like to go to spin class and i have like gotten misty-eyed over princes when doves cry plays and we are climbing up a hill <laughs> a fake hill but still a hill so <laughs> I I feel like ashamed when it comes to that and and yeah but I get I get that notion to like hate the pretty dude yeah because yeah. he's pretty yeah why uh, what problems does he have I know exactly right he's a comedian too so you get one or the other you don't get both <laughs> yeah, that's my rule that's what I've decided that's that's a lot of people's rules yeah but it's unfortunately a lot of people don't follow it there's a lot of really handsome funny people Anthony Jeselnik yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and then not to. John Hamm is a genuinely very funny man, and he's the I handsomest know. piece of whatever and on he's TV. He's really nice, too. I mean, this is what, what I understand. I don't, I don't fucking like that. Yeah, I know. Stop I know. it. And he, yeah, he's, and he's humble and modest. Right, right. And he's, just, <laughs> oh, he's just a garbage person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? And I, I will actually say, once Weird Al shaved off the mustache, I was surprised what a handsome guy he was. He's aged beautifully. Oh, yeah. Baby he blood. Doesn't, yeah. He drinks baby blood. He must. This is established. How old is he? He doesn't He's over 50. He's 52, 3. Yeah, maybe? but like, well, yeah. Spry. How does, he must moisturize every he, minute. I mean, he's a vegan or vegetarian, so I mean, yeah. and has been for 25 years or something. That helps, oh, I guess. Cool. But it hasn't helped me. I'm just saying. Are you vegan? <laughs> yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but like, I'm a vegetarian, but I have been for a long time, and I feel like it's What kind of vegetarian not are you, though? I'm, you're I'm, a bad one. I'm a pescatarian. You're a bad one. Oh, you know, you're a bad and, ah. and if I'm I like, don't believe in labels. And if I I'm visiting Chicago, I don't. Well, that's not real meat if eating hot dogs. Or ribs. <laughs> well, I, I don't like that. I don't like that about myself, but I, I have no fucking willpower. And my I, wife doesn't help. Yeah. She's just, she's just like, no, go ahead. Eat meat. I think food preferences, I mean, are as private and off limits a topic as religion and politics. Sure. I don't mind telling people. No, I know. But it I helps just me guilt myself into following the rules. <laughs> Good. Whatever works for you. It I doesn't. just think that people shouldn't be nosy about that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I really hate it. Like sometimes, God, because I'm vegan and so I, I, I'm also vegan and pre-mom, so I pack, uh-huh. pack my lunches, pack my snacks. Mm-hmm. I, I have foresight that I will not, probably not be able to eat most of the things out in the world. Uh-huh. So when I'm traveling, especially flying, I'll have like a whole backpack filled with food. Sure, sure, sure. And um, I got on a flight, a long one, like from New York to LA, and the guy sitting next to me, uh, I like just opened my bag to like grab chips or something and he like pretty much buried his face into my bag and went like oh what are we having for lunch today (laughs) and i i'm a very gentle person non-confrontational but i wanted to be like fuck off (laughs) that's what we're having for lunch today (laughs) mind your own goddamn business watch the food network yeah that's creepy satiate your curiosity that way yeah that's weird (laughs) it's super weird that's a really weird i was i my ticket was booked i was (laughs) my my bed was made yep i was there for the next five hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever i managed you're now making me think on this can i real quick i'm sorry I think uh, the obvious thing is, are there no? Well, no, foil is a food song because it's about protecting your food. I was oh, because like, usually no, it's food songs? Usually, you know, and, and, but 
TV, 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 TV. I'm just saying, like, I feel like he maybe didn't consciously go out of his way to do it. But there's not a lot of the typical Weird Al in terms of, like, theme. Yeah. Theme. And I, that's, like, I mean, I, I think everybody knew he could work outside those boundaries. But, like, he really, he really outdid himself here. Yeah, no, completely. Especially the last track, Jackson Park Express, which is, like, oh, nine God. minutes long. I love so his long tracks, and I really I love know. that one in they particular. They flow really nicely. Mm-hmm. They're really great. That also might be the track that has the mo- like, he'll be suggestive every once in a while. Yeah. That's the one with the most suggestive line it in really any is. Weird Al song. And Which I'm like, one are you How thinking did, of? Uh, I want you inside me. But then, <laughs> uh, 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 like a tapeworm. Like, yeah. And it's like, holy crap. Like, I, like again, he's been suggestive before. But that's uh, that's the, the... He is a father. Sure. He's had sex before. I know, but... I know, but it's weird imagining yeah. weird. Well, be, because he's like, a, did, they play, did he play this song? You, I, no, I, I, I didn't think, think so. it's a really long one. So I just don't f- feel like it's it. It's probably fine. Yeah. It's not that family friendly in, with, with one line. I wouldn't care. I'd let my kids and, listen and to it because they wouldn't. It know goes that. right past sure. you. Sure, 100%. Yeah. I, I wonder if he's ever played any of his long songs in concert because when mm. I saw him 15 have, years ago. That's what I call polka, which mm. is pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, long, it's guess, been a yeah. couple months, so I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. He definitely played, he played foil. And he played uh, sports song, word crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's what I call Polka, Handy, Lame Claim to Fame, and First World Problems Tacky. And then a bunch of other stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And he ended with all of his Star Wars stuff. Which oh, was that's really cool. great. And especially the way that they had the stage made up. And I felt bad for people that saw him. I know he also played at um, that New York festival, some the Governor's park whatever oh, governor's okay. island mm-hmm. at whatever um, it was outside so we didn't have the whole setup um, oh, yeah. but in the at this theater in planet hollywood you know where dreams come alive mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and people just you know meet each other and have beautiful lives <laughs> um he made it look like it was a whole constellation of stars behind him there was like some wow. kind of scrim thing that had all these lights on That's it awesome. and these stormtroopers came out and him <laughs> and his entire band all had like jedi cloaks and they Love played, um, you know, all the Star Wars stuff, and it was so great. It was like the perfect encore. That's fantastic. I'm sure maybe he's done that for other tours. I'm Probably, not sure, but, but wow. it's, it's so solid. How could you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, when I when I saw him, that was brand new. That was that was the single off the album, so he oh, didn't yeah. have a section. The American Pie one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so good. Yeah, he did. I, can't Amer- wait to I know see it. it's so good. He did American Pie. He did Yoda. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another one does he have another star i feel like there's gotta be but i can't there's like one more yeah i arched my eyebrow ever so slightly which was my way of asking do you want my old hewlett packard printer it still works kinda and i got a bunch of ink cartridges left to mean oh mama what is that deodorant you're wearing we were all like crying (laughs) yeah it was just a big room of love did he do any like deep deep cuts or ones that have never been published because every once in a while he'll do the ones he's not allowed to do put on an album i think he did i think but i didn't detect him mike pointed them out oh okay okay um but yeah he there were a couple and even still like when you go to a weird al concert and he's playing something that you've never heard before Mm -hmm. it's still a good time oh for sure like he you can't not smile to that guy yeah yeah, yeah. because again he is so earnest Mm -hmm. yeah do you have any 
Well, let's let's talk about it on this album. I'm sorry, you already mentioned uh, an original that you liked. Yeah. Which which is which is the original you like the most on the album? On this album, mm-hmm. I do like "Lame Claim to Fame." Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's just really catchy. It's really catchy, and I know that person. I've been that person. It's fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, completely. <laughs> I know. I mean, living in Hollywood, we all know that person. Um, yeah. Oh, I should also say, I keep talking about my boyfriend. Jeez, stop it already. <laughs> we get it. Um, but Mike had this really great idea where he wants to do a night, like maybe at the satellite, where bands cover Weird Al's original songs. It'll yeah. be called Weird Originals. That's perfect because I've wanted to see that exact same experience. Well, so they do a lot of stuff that like that at the happen. satellite. And I oh. think it should, and I think it will. Fuck. They do a lot of stuff like that at the satellite. Lately, they've been doing, they just had a night where bands covered TV theme songs. Oh, that's awesome. And then they awesome. had a Beyonce night where everybody covered, like a bunch of bands covered like two Beyonce songs that's great. each. And it was fucking great. Mm-hmm. So weird, ori- weird originals. Look out for it. That's it's coming. Oh man, it better. Yeah, oh. and there's definitely an audience, especially in LA. I mm-hmm. mean, just the comedy community alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the sports song is really one of my favorites too. Yeah, on this. and the music video is great too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just that like simple smartness mm-hmm. to it. It's like it doesn't say. A whole lot, but mm-hmm. it gets right to like how dumb those chants are, uh-huh. and um, yeah, it's just fun. It's a good time. Except it's in total like grammatically perfect uh, verbose speak, and I love that. I, again, that's what you're gonna get with Weird Al. Mm-hmm. You don't put out a song like Word Crimes mm-hmm. without like proofing everything three times. Exactly right. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Weird Al like original going back? Um. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Holiday at Ground Zero, right? Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Christmas at Ground Christmas Zero. Christmas at Ground yes. Zero. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's a fucking great song. Um, yeah. That one was really, really great. And, yeah, I feel like they should play that on, like, radio stations during the holidays more. I, know. I feel like that should be in the rotation. But it rarely is. You just don't hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love, I love songs that are, like, about the apocalypse in, like, a really <laughs> fun, happy way. Um, the Aquabats have a great song in that same style called Chemical Bomb. Uh-huh. Um, that is like done like an old loungy song. And it's awesome. just so fun. It's like chemical bomb, <laughs> chemical bomb. Eyes melt, skin explodes, everybody dead. You know, <laughs> and it's just like so funny the way that, yeah, it's like, I think, I, I don't know. That's just my sense of humor. I just think it's so funny and silly when you like talk about something so gruesome, <laughs> but like in a casual, fun way, oh, yeah. you know. I feel like that's a lot of my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On on that tip, at, at least in terms of like upsetting songs about Christmas, have you? I'm assuming you've heard "The Night Santa Went Crazy." Oh, mm, I might have. Okay. Might have. There, well, if, if you get a chance, uh, get a chance to listen to it. Listen to it. There's also a more gruesome version that they didn't release. I think maybe it was only on the single. Single around here somewhere. It's a lot grosser though. It's just yeah. it's very violent. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little squeamish. I don't oh, okay. Like well, and gory stuff. Sure, sure, sure. It's just it's funny listening to him talk about the gore. Oh, okay. But it's but not saying you should listen to it. Okay. It's, you know, you've got your own taste. It's absolutely yeah, yeah. fine. Um, <laughs> what about? Is there a favorite cover? I mean, uh, not a cover, but is there a favorite parody? I mean, a favorite parody. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. could be on this one too, but on any of his albums. Uh, <laughs> um. The the white and nerdy is very catchy. Oh yeah, I I mean I really liked that year for Weird Al. Mm-hmm. That was the last album. I think, I think. No, that was two albums ago because oh, yeah because right. there was Alpocalypse was Alpocalypse. yeah I can't remember what the fuck 
There was something Oh wait, about or maybe it is. Maybe I'm I might be speaking out yeah, of turn. It was an apocalypse. I think you might be right. Okay. I'm the asshole. Okay. I should flog right. myself. Oh good. Um <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, I uh I just remember there being like maybe a Grammys or probably an MTV Music Awards mm-hmm. where he came out on the um uh segways <laughs> and like did the whole bit. And I just I don't know, I think they even cut to Eminem watching him in the audience. Um, and it like really, really enhanced uh, that moment. But uh, I just I loved that. I thought that was really funny. And yeah. I love like the moments that he creates around his songs. Sure. And not only in the music videos, but in the live performances like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's in there. And, and like the classics like Eat It. Oh. And, I mean, Ride the Bus. I love going back to Ride the Bus because it was his first breakout. Yeah. And it's so nostalgic and great and you can just hear the sweetness in his voice mm-hmm. and how like yeah sincere he was and just wanting to impress dr demento yeah 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 and it's so simple compared obviously to like all the production behind another one bites the dust it's just him and then bermuda schwartz on his accordion case yeah. so good you know i was thinking about that too i miss his accordion i feel like the accordion isn't there that much lately no, no, no. I and mean, I he, miss does, he does the polka song. Sure. But, like, you know, yeah, he, he switches around to a lot of different instruments. But also, when you're watching him play live, holy shit, mm-hmm. I gotta find a tally of how many instruments he can actually play because... Okay, yeah, that's just, another like, point. You know, like, dropping instruments left and right and picking up more. It was insane. That's awesome. Yeah. God. Like I said... Like, he w- I mean, he, it was suiting for vegas sure like that's like the standard of all the performers out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like what's i don't know name any vegas performer i can't think of any wayne something (laughs) Uh, whatever sure somebody named wayne newton sure okay that sounds that sounds right (laughs) that sounds like a person yeah that sounds like a person (laughs) how many times is weird out let's real quick get to the simpsons how many times has he done the simpsons oh i don't know two or three i feel like yeah i feel like two is like a safe number sure two or three that was another thing that was really great about seeing him live is that he collects all of the clips of shows that he's been in and he's actually been in a ton of animation yeah he was in like weird shows i don't think he was in like my little pony or anything like that (laughs) but he was in like weird random shows on cartoon network and disney and and nickelodeon even i would say like there was like a farm one that he was in i don't know it was okay it was crazy and i mean it makes sense because i feel like animators are also nerds for weird out too i mean it's just Every shade of nerd loves Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think two or three on The Simpsons, at least, mm-hmm. uh, sounds about right. I'll have to check my sources. Yeah, I, I can't remember. All I can remember is the Homer and Marge one. Uh, and fuck, there's another one that's killing me. And it's, I, it's definitely earlier later that, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Huh. What about... Uh, are you fans of his movie appearances? I mean, he's in Every Naked Gun, correct? Yes, he's in Every yeah. Naked Gun. And we've already talked about UHF. Yes, of course. Oh, it's fucking what brilliant. What other movies has he been in? Uh, this is the only ones that are like popping into my head. Is, is the Naked Gun ones in the beginning of Spy Hard, which is not uh, a good yeah. movie. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like he's such a good like cutaway mm-hmm. um, guest star because it's interesting. He can... Like, he, he could have just been, like, a weird punchline. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, he could have just been a punchline that you roll your eyes to. Sure. But there's something about, like, no one is upset when Weird Al is invited to the party. Right. So I think that, like, plays a lot into his longevity. Yeah. Yeah. And how he's just like, yeah, everyone loves weird. Sure. Come on. Come on in. I'm Weird's I, here? I sort of suspect, too, that if he had, for whatever reason, stopped doing music, 
he might have gone into directing only because he's a really damn good director. He's smart as fuck. You know? Yeah, he could have... I mean... Yeah, he could do so many things. Uh, something that I find really awesome and, and not mind-boggling, but I'm, I'm like happy that his career has transitioned into this. You know, he's good friends with Tom Lennon mm-hmm. and like all of those kind of earwolfy guys and like that school of... And Paul F. Tompkins. Sure. Who has a great story about... Have you ever heard it? I think it's on one of his so. albums um, where he talks about... Uh, like he was doing the I love the 70s, I love the 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe he was recording something else in the same studio and Weird Al was doing I love the 70s. Anyway, they're recording something um, and, uh, you know, they got a complaint from the production next door that they were being oh, too loud. no. And they're like, yeah, they're over there with Weird Al right now. And Paul Tompkins said, uh, oh, oh, Weird Al's over there? I know Weird. Okay. <laughs> Everyone just calm down. I'll go over there and I'll pretend to be really upset. <laughs> It'll be super funny. And yeah, you guys just hold tight. So he goes over there and like puts on this big show. He's like, okay, weird. Do you think that you are the king of this studio? And he's like giving them this whole hard time. And he's like watching Weird Al's face as he's doing this and being like, he couldn't be more obviously like fake angry uh-huh. you know he's just th- picking up things and tossing them off <laughs> the table <laughs> you know he couldn't have made like a clear case that he's having playtime right now mm-hmm. and he still is watching weird al's face as this is happening and it's not changing <laughs> it's not like getting in on the joke it's not jumping in and suddenly in the middle of this he realizes oh I've never met Weird Al before. Uh, I I have only thought I did because I've seen him as like a famous person. Oh shit! And, uh, so like later, I guess he apologized, and then they eventually did become real friends. <laughs> but god damn it, I love that story, and I I butchered it, but it's oh, that's the general beats. That's um, amazing. But yeah, so Weird Al's career in like invading that circle of comedy, mm-hmm. I think, has been so great, and and it's like he's had a resurgence in popularity mm-hmm. with like a younger generation and even though he never left kind of a second chapter to his career sure because he's doing all of these other random crazy things he pops up in like comedy bang bang all the time yep. Yep. he's popping up everywhere in like these cool kid comedy things mm-hmm. and i just think that's really awesome yeah yeah it's like the next generation has like you know reclaimed the throne in fact we play teams across the nation and you're the worst one we've come across Try to assimilate that information And it just might help you cope with your impending loss Oh, and if somehow we are still failing To effectively articulate the points at hand Allow us now to summarize them in a manner That your feeble brains can understand We're great, and you suck and that's the thing, too, that we've also talked about. I mean, it's just by nature what he does, he's going to continue to stay relevant as long as he keeps doing this stuff well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. He's going to pick music that, God damn it, I'm only 35, that young people are listening to. Young people, The, the young yeah. kids. The kids, fuck this. I know. <sighs> I know. Young people are terrifying to me. And yeah. I'm And I'm not too far from them. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. But, like, I still, I look at a 20-year-old and I'm like, how do you have opinions? Mm-hmm. How? And yet when I was 20, all I had all, were opinions. That's the thing. You know? That's the thing. Because you go to college, you read one article in the Atlantic, and suddenly you think mm. that you're, like, <laughs> running for president next year. <laughs> or you should. Or you should weigh in. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That, that's all it is. That's why college 
God, college is the worst. I feel for college <laughs> professors all the time. Yeah. They have the patience of Mother Teresa yeah. because they have to sit idly while these dumb ass <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> babies, talk to them about the world. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. It would it would it takes every ounce of my energy to not be like, you don't know shit. <laughs> and then when I say you don't know shit, I just hear my mother's generation of people oh, telling yeah. me that when I was twenty. And it just—it's all bad. Mm-hmm. It's all the pain. There are good cycles, and then there's that one that I you're know. talking about. I, but I totally get it. For though. me, I don't interact too much with twenty-year-olds. <laughs> I hate teenagers. And <laughs> I hate twenty-year-olds. I am Clint Eastwood. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I love kids. That's sure. the thing too. Sure. I love kids. I think they're the fucking best. I hate teenagers. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> there are occasional good ones, but the bulk of them, I'm like. Get out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's the fun thing, too, about Weird Al. He caters to those exact groups. I know. He caters to kids, but mm-hmm. at the same time, the adults who are either raising them or, again, rediscovering yeah. him, you know. Um, I had an intelligent question, I thought, and I don't. Okay. Give me one second. Did you see, just just on, on, on the, the subject matter of him and other things, did you see... Um, the Wet Hot American Summer I did. prequel yet. I did. I really liked him in it. Yeah, he was and great. I, quick spoiler, flip forward about a minute, a minute, half a minute, whatever, the bit where they say, and Weird Al Yankovic, even though he's playing another character, they refer to him as Weird Al. I know. One of my favorite jokes in the whole thing. I know. Damn it, and he's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about, like him being brought into the cool kids of comedy mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, I, I'm not surprised to find him anywhere. Right. I wouldn't be surprised to find him in like an episode of Kimmy Schmidt sure. or whatever. Like it's it he's just everywhere and, and everyone's fine with him being invited. And he doesn't and with the great thing is like he manages to never do anything that's not weird out. Meaning he's yeah. not gonna swear. He doesn't do anything horribly inappropriate. Yet he can be around people who are doing the worst shit on the planet, including yeah. that fucking series, which is hilarious, upsetting stuff. But like he's just there. He's like, No, I'm here. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily I'm not shitting on it. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just here as a presence. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy me. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like his, he's just so strong in who he is mm-hmm. um, that nothing can, can really tarnish it no yeah. matter what. Like he's just so, yeah, he's so strong and like firm in, in, in his foundation Yeah. of being. Is that a new term? I just I like it an awful lot. Foundation of being. That's just like something I should like take on the road and like have like (laughs) weird like webinar expos, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, man, really make that money. But you need a flesh colored headset mic before you do it. Just make sure you get one. Okay. Don't assume I don't already have that. Or a flesh colored regular microphone, but that would be really weird. Or flesh colored everything. Like you walk into my room and everything's flesh colored. Oh God, that's the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. That's like a weird Terry Richardson photo shoot. Yeah. 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 Oh, gross. <laughs> like a flesh-colored bed se- bedspread, <laughs> oh. and like flesh-colored like um, paint, <laughs> and it's just beige. But calling it flesh-colored oh, makes yeah. it creepy. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's like what Psycho's based on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, gross. Uh, um, he was great on Third Thirty Rock too. That's just uh, the last thing I'll mention. But I really loved him on Thirty Rock. I'm sorry. What was he again on Thirty Rock? Himself. Okay. He but he parodied us. He parodied parodied Jenna's song. Oh. Right, and then she no she, no she tried to do that. Yeah, then she made a song that it would be impossible to parody, and he parodies it by making a patriotic yes. serious song, which was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. It's been a while. 
one of my favorite things on mm-hmm. that entire show. Again, because Weird Al's in it, but it's also a really great way to play with who he is. Oh, absolutely. God, they were so smart on that show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the record, I actually liked the final episode. A lot of people crapped on it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. It's perfect. And the live episode was great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Do, okay, so are there... Let's let's just go down this track by track and see if there's anything we haven't talked about. So, Handy, we, we've talked about, uh, which I, I actually really like. Yeah, me too. We lot. haven't talked about my own eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Foo Fighters song. Yeah, that's a yeah. creepy song. That's I like his weird. He does like he'll do a list song, and that's what one of these. That's what this is. It's just just like here's a bunch of weird shit, and I'll string it together with, the th- with the theme that this person is. Right, right. Crazy. And so mission statement. That's a Crosby, Stills and Nash one. Mm-hmm. God, which is so good. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. I'll have to go back and look at all those lyrics. That was something that I was like, oh god, I should review. Like, I'm studying for a test. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's, it's pr- pretty chunky on the lyric side. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what do inactive. we got next? Oh, yeah, Inactive, which... Uh, that that I actually knew that song. So that, that was... Did you? Yes, which I was shocked. Oh, I do too, but yeah. only because of Jim's. Okay, yeah, same <laughs> like, kind of thing. Da, 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 da. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a beautiful and th- that would voice. And that would be one about food slash being fat. So, I mean, that uh, being lazy and fat, uh, which, yes. yeah. you know... And uh, we we talk about this on the show too, but like, you can pick on him for doing the food and TV and the laziness thing all you want, but it's social satire. But he's like, he's still making the same point because guess what? It's still a fucking problem. It's still a fucking problem. <laughs> you know, it's very uh, relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, first world problems we talked about. Yeah, you like that one. Tacky's great. Yes. Um, yeah, I love like the definitions of tacky that he explores. Uh huh. It's not just um, wearing tacky clothes, right? But it's like being a tacky person and mm-hmm. like not paying for dinner and stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I love the messages that he injects into his songs, and none of his rhymes are ever lazy. Or oh convenient. no! Like you could tell that he really like spends a lot of time mm-hmm. trying to come up with something that you couldn't have come up with yourself. And I think he usually sticks with the original rhyme scheme too, a hundred percent. He doesn't yeah. flip that around, yeah, which he's, is he's like a crazy level mu- musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from what I understand, yeah, he's a magician too. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. I sure mean, he, he does. does do some quick changes. So I mean, like yeah, ridiculous quick changes. I'm sure he has a membership to the Magic Castle. He must. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'd love to go to the Magic Castle. Weird Al, if you're listening, we want to go to the Magic Castle with you. I know that'd be incredible. Holy that should shit. be a contest. Ooh. Just because. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Hmm. Um. Fuck. What was I gonna say? <laughs> Jackson Park Express. No, uh, we about no, we were talking about. Were tacky. we talking about tacky? Yeah, we were talking about. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. I've lost it. The I'm food stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. We covered that. I don't remember. If I go back and listen to this, I'll remember and I'll be upset with myself. Yeah. Uh, it, it's okay. <laughs> um. Man, I, usually, like when we get to this point in the podcast, I'm like, well, <laughs> if somebody hasn't ever heard a weird out, it's almost impossible. But let's pretend. Somebody hasn't heard a Weird Al, or they don't want to give him a shot. Uh, why would you tell them to maybe listen to this album first? Oh, great question. Um, because I feel like this album, besides it being the most recent, mm-hmm. which I think is like a good selling point for a lot of people because they just want like whatever's current mm-hmm. for whatever artists are being recommended to, um, I feel like this album has really great listenability. Is that a word? Yeah, sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and because it it flows like pretty nicely into each other, I, and you know you've got. It, it, l- let me restart this sentence. <laughs> it is pretty much flanked by two of the catchiest songs that he has on this album, for sure. Um, Handy and Tacky. 
mm-hmm. and and Jackson Park Express is sort of like a bonus track. Yeah, that. he always loves to do like he'll make a full album, and then it's up to you if you want to sit nine minutes through it. I Absolutely. always do, but yeah, of course, yeah. But I mean, it's so it's flanked by these two um, super super catchy like dance songs, but then everything else is like sort of like a cool cruise yeah. into that party again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's it's easy to listen to. It's not like it's something that you can pop in the car on like a road trip or just like whatever you don't have to like think too hard about like will the people in my car appreciate this i feel like it's it's i don't know it's very accessible yeah in in how you could come to weird al and and enjoy them because like we were talking about earlier like the songs that made me in my teenage rebellious phase go ugh no (laughs) they were very like midi-fied and and had like you know, just like an extra like sheen of being kind of dorky, mm-hmm. but that's a dorkiness that you know you should embrace. Absolutely. But at that time, I didn't, and I think that that dorkiness can be very polarizing for people. They get put off by it, and they're like, "I don't know. I just I gotta <laughs> listen to real music." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. produced in a fucking garage. <laughs> um, no one says that. But yeah, I feel like this album doesn't really have that that extra extra dorky sheen. Um, but that's not to say that there isn't like just. A, a gleeful nerdiness to it. I mean, that's everything that he touches. Sure. So I think that old fans would appreciate this album and have, and I think newer fans would like it too because I think it's like a good starter kit for going back through his discography yeah. and, you know, finding out more about him. And a fun thing too is actually now that I think about it, two of the references in terms of like the style parodies are fucking old. Cat Stevens yeah. and Crosby, Sills, and Nash. I know. So, like, if you're a it kid and you're listening old. to this, you're gonna be like, "Who the fuck are they?" Go back and listen. He, they yeah. are perfect mashups. And you know that those songs are still being played on the radio on classic rock. Sure, so sure. They're around. So, if you got, I want to say, cool parents, but maybe not. It's hard to say. <laughs> when you're old enough to watch Harold and Maude, then then the last oh, one will make yeah, some that's sense. A, that's you know, a good, um, barometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then, then you'll know. Harold oh, that's what I was gonna mention in terms of skill, like. From what I understand, he does his shit in one take. Like White and Nerdy was really? was a one take. I'll believe that. Like, I love hearing him laugh too. Oh God. I love hearing him like be delighted by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and I really love his screams. I, if he's doing a crazy scream, it is one of my favorite things of all time. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it's cathartic. Rocking my screwdriver Got the whole world thinking I'm a guyver Your heating bills are shocking I can solve that with some duct tape and some clocking Your house is a disaster, huh? Need a guy who's a master with a plaster, huh? Let me be your stripper Taking off lacquer, no one does it quicker I don't know if anybody, I'm assuming if he's done Has he done WTF? I don't know if he's done that or not I don't know if he's done wtf because i don't know because he resists God, man, yeah I right love to hear mark Marin. i know dig into weird al and try to find the darkness but that's just it is if i've heard and although you're not going to take scott ackerman too seriously as an interviewer i think he is a good interviewer especially with weird al because he's a huge fan of his and he and he he intentionally is pressing the button like come on but you did this and you did this dirty joke and like come on you got to be dark and then we was like no like like not really i, I don't I really have a dark that side did that come out a couple years ago? yeah it was a couple years ago yeah, and i, I think was like I heard this that. is so good and i'm like you know what i, I buy it i buy every answer he hears i he i says. do and yeah you know i i feel like I can be kind of Pollyanna in my life mm-hmm. because even though we all have bad days, but like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm 
pretty frequently like i love my friends Mm -hmm. i love my life you know like just like appreciating things and trying hard to appreciate things and and sometimes i feel compelled to have like a darkness Sure. That like can push my art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Paul Tompkins saying something um, along the lines of like, for years I thought that sadness was the only way that I could produce art, and yeah. then I woke up and was like, I've been lying to myself this entire time. Yeah, I don't need sadness. Yeah, I just need to be myself and just appreciate life. Right. Something to that extent. Mm-hmm. And um, and I relate to that a lot because you know I felt like I don't know I came into doing stand up and and there are a lot of people that come from checkered past that go into stand up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that really informed their perspective. And I was still trying to figure out who I am and continue to, to this day. But I felt like, Oh, should I have that? Should I mm-hmm. you know, be coming from this like really dark, dark background? And I think maybe that made me talk about like my parents divorce more than I probably <laughs> should have. Sure. And, like try to like mine for some sort of daddy issues that just r- weren't really there. Yeah. I'm fine with everybody. Um, <laughs> I went to therapy. <laughs> We're all good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I feel like in my life, I, I tend to veer more toward like just just being a positive person sure. and and trying to to live in that way and so yeah in that sense I do relate to Weird Al and his persona like on yeah. stage and off yeah and just like embracing that and not feeling like you have to be anything else absolutely yeah. and it doesn't mean that you can't express dark things no you know it yeah. doesn't mean that like everybody can have dark thoughts or feelings it does not mean. Uh, you're a dark person or that you've darkness side, comes out you know? in some way sure and i think yeah sense of humor is is just prime for for that kind of outlet 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah you don't have to like be i don't know I, I now i'm thinking of a mark maron weird al interview yeah i know uh, you don't have to be like you know harboring <laughs> some sort of resentment or mm-hmm. like have a chip on your shoulder for something to fulfill that darkness that yeah. darkness quota i suppose i feel like honestly if weird al worked if he hasn't done w i can't imagine he has but if he did do it i really feel it, it would be too much work for for mark maron because he'd be like so what's it your deal be, man and he'd be, be like i don't know what's your deal like I it would be a lot of, you know what i mean i know it would probably be like over in 20 minutes i yeah. think it'd be way more work than the obama one yeah yeah, yeah, which yeah. the obama one was so good i didn't listen to it i haven't heard oh. it yet. well i mean it it was so good in the sense of like you know out of in the context of mark maron interviews it, it wasn't yeah. the best you know it, yeah, yeah. bare soul but he he of course is second term president on his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he has less people to impress and, and yeah. he's always been very chill. He's like definitely our chillest president sure. of all time. Sure. Um, but I just love the way that he was like unfazed by Mark in any way. That's and like, you know, just like kind of chilling mm-hmm. the entire time. He was just like, mm, I love my kids. What mm-hmm. do you want? <laughs> it was so good. Love it. <laughs> See that. And, and that would be the other way it might go with weird. I'll be like, no, I, I'm pretty simple. Like, uh, I'll give you the answers that I'll give you, but like, they're going to be I simple. Know, they won't I be know. what you want necessarily. Yeah. But I like that. I do like to hear that every once in a while, there's somebody who I love, who I'm pretty sure I would love as a person if I knew them closely. Right. And I'm fine with that. Just keep making shit that, I mean, thank you for making shit that only cost me 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, that's nice of you. And I think that speaks to, like, how strong Weird Al's self-esteem is and sense of self is because, and I, you know, I mentioned being Pollyanna-ish, but even still, I feel compelled to give people, especially on, like, podcasts or something, like, give them some sort of dirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of thing that adds value to it. And I feel like he doesn't have that compulsion. Mm. And I just feel like that speaks like volumes for his character yeah it yeah. would be insincere and that's not who he is completely yeah 
Um, do you have anything to promote? Where can we find you online? Oh, great. Um, I run a Simpsons podcast with my friend Allie Gertz. Um, it's called Everything's Coming Up Podcast. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at Simpsons Pod. You can find us on iTunes. Um, so, yeah, we talk to comedians and writers and Simpsons people um, about, which has been so lucky and Oh, great. yeah. Simpsons people about um, their favorite episode of The Simpsons. And it's been an absolute delight um, to do that. And I'm at Julia Prescott on Twitter. That's all. I really like the Dana Gould episode. <gasps> oh, that thanks. was fun. Too. Yeah, we recorded in his house. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I awesome. I think we <laughs> mentioned it on the podcast. I think you mentioned it once, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was so fun. I'm also a big Ed Wood fan, and mm-hmm. Ed Wood is the movie by Tim Burton was like that first spark for me to dive into Ed Wood's history. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it really encouraged me to be at the time I was going into film school and I thought I was going to be a director. Mm-hmm. Um, it I just encouraged that. me to be like creative and to be relentless and to not let other people's like opinion of it being shit or it being whatever yeah. bring me down. It's like the most positive movie in the world. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So he's like a big Edward nerd. That's awesome. As he said many times on, on many podcasts and other shows. Mm-hmm. And so I was so nervous to bring it up with him. Um, and off podcast, I mentioned it to him and I think I said something like, um, I, I feel compelled to tell you, um, I am a, a huge Edward fan and I know this is true about you. Uh, I was, I was nervous to mention it because <laughs> I feel like, um, I am trying to use my Rosetta Stone French on a native speaker <laughs> and you're going to say, I'm going to say, I would like to go to the bathroom and then you're going to have a whole conversation. <laughs> right. Like, no, uh, I, I am a girl. I am a girl. I would like to go to the fair. Uh, you know, and he laughed and, and, and he's the sweetest human in the world. He's so nice. But yeah, thanks for that. It <laughs> was a long way to say thank you for your compliment. <laughs> uh, I don't know when the hell this is going out. I mean, do you have anything that's coming up? That oh, if it goes out before September eighteenth, uh-huh. um, I do a show called the Sequel Show. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the the whole title is Part Two: The Sequel Show, and it's a fake award show honoring fake movies. <laughs> and um, it is a, a show where Tony Sam and I we are um, dressed up to the nines, and we are doing stupid monologue jokes, and we're doing the whole shebang. I love fake award shows. Mm-hmm. That's another thing about me. Um, and uh, we have comedians that present their pitches for sequels to famous movies. Okay. So in the f- in the past, we've had Matt Bronger do um, The Seventh Sense, I Smell Dead People. Um, Guy Branham did um, Independence Day to Dominion Day, Canadian style. <laughs> Fighting aliens uh, with politeness. Uh, um, uh, and uh, I think Kyle Kinane did Stand By Me too. Oh, and um, Oh, Sean O'Connor did um, Teen Wolf 2. Teen dad, <coughs> not a wolf, just a dad. <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, and I think Beth Stelling did like Survivor oh, Two, which just focused on Wilson. So we have a lot of fun <laughs> with it, and we're bringing it back, and it's going to be at this new venue um, called Basic Flowers in downtown. On okay, Friday, September eighteenth, eight p.m. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If this does, g- I'm going to try and get it out before then. I have no we have a live comedy on vinyl coming out coming out recording live for free at ios west on the 24th sounds cool. right is that sure 10 30 uh, p.m at the loft so really convenient time uh, but it's free so go we're going to be talking about another monty python record it's going to be me james urbaniak andy merrill from space ghost uh taylor jessen who's fireside theaters archivist and my buddy jeremy guskin go watch us jeremy live guskin yes one does of my he best friends. teach at loxa he does 
Uh, he was my teacher. Holy shit. <laughs> he's one of my best friends. Holy shit. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. So Jeremy Guskin will be there, and Holy he's a frequent shit. guest on the show. I can't show. believe that. I've been trying to get him on my Simpsons pod, because... Um, he should... Are you kidding me? I know. He's the fucking encyclopedia. I know. And I told him. He likes every post that I do on Facebook about my podcast. Of course he does. And uh, oh, another thing, have quick thing him? about... Uh, I have, and he okay. was like, I'm nobody. And I was like, oh, but I would love on, to Jeremy. have you. I have to tell a quick story about Jeremy Guskin on air. <laughs> ah, um, it, okay, please. so I, in high school, um, went to LOXA, LA County High School for the Arts, which is like fame. And I was in the theater department, um, but I became really immersed in film because I'm not a master thespian. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> Surprise. And um, I auditioned for the season, which included such hits as The Crucible and I think like Death of a Salesman or its equivalent. Uh-huh. I auditioned for the season with a monologue from Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. While everyone else was doing serious like Tennessee Williams shit, I came out and was like, the biggest crouton I ever saw was about this big. And I did it all. And I like was so serious about it. Everyone in the room did not care for it, <laughs> except for Jeremy. Of course, Gustin. for Jeremy. Yeah, he was yeah, nodding yeah. his head and he was smiling. Didn't yeah. realize at the time. That oh, was that's a- approval from Jeremy. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, didn't realize <laughs> at, at the time that that was a huge fuck you to like the whole school. <laughs> that I was just like, you know, like double <laughs> double birds. Um, but yeah, th- I think he cast me in a couple of his um, plays, and I was like in the background. I mean, I was pretty checked out. It was it was no. very apparent, but uh, and I was definitely like. <laughs> Uh, unknowingly going into I was pretty much in stand-up school because I was doing theater classes but like not really taking it seriously (laughs) Um, but just having fun because I'm wacky Um, (laughs) I'm a ham Um, (laughs) anyway yeah that's great that you know oh yeah that's fucking awesome that's so good Uh, but yeah Jeremy will be there James Urbaniak hello Uh, Andy Merrill again uh, and Taylor Jessen who has not done a live episode well a couple of them haven't done a live episode Uh, so let's get some people out there it's fucking free Uh, and then also October 21st 2015 is a million McFly March here in Burbank dress up like Marty McFly help us raise money for Parkinson's Uh, it's at the Burger King on Victory show up go to millionmcflymarch.com there's more details there uh, Julia, thank you so much for doing thank the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, man. Uh, maybe we should do Aquabats at some point. We should. Uh, we really should. Because I, I don't feel like that's well. a comedic influence for a lot of people, too. Sure, 100%. And yeah. I know my wife will let me listen to all of her Aquabats that are in here, and we can mm-hmm. we can discover something. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you guys for listening. And as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com.